What is up, Tombstoners? Welcome back to another thrilling episode of... Hey, I'm Josh. Joining me today are my co-host, Miles. What's up, Miles? Hello. <laughs> and Chris. What's up, Chris? Heyo. What up? Today we are doing a... our Is it our first zombie movie? Uh, yes, because we, we, we never recorded Return. Of the Living Dead or whatever. That's true. Yeah, we watched a zombie movie. But yeah, our first official zombie movie. We are doing the Netflix movie Cargo. Woo! Which is a remake of a short film from 2013 of the same name. And uh, yeah, we will get into all of that. But before we do, uh, some social media plugs. Be sure to follow us everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at H on H Pod. Give us a rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Let us know how how we're doing. Yeah. And uh, tickle that subscribe button. Yeah, yeah. Play with it a bit. Don't just rush in there. Satisfy us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, before we get into the movie this week, did you guys do any spooky things? Miles, you said you had, or wait, that was Josh who says he had something interesting. So Miles, did you you go first? Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I cleaned out my car for the first time since either September or October of last year. So, happy Halloween! <laughs> I found so many winter hats and gloves; it's not even funny. Did you find any Halloween candy? Uh, no. <laughs> trying to think of any surprises that I found. I found a found a box of magazines <laughs> that I was trying to get rid of that has just been in my car for a really, really, really long time. That's about it. Bone chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris, what about you, buddy? Honestly, not really a whole lot of new on my front. I did finally beat the first boss on that game Returnal I talked about a couple weeks ago, which is a sci-fi horror game. Um, it's like super trippy and weird, uh, like time loops and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it's been... Uh, it's been pretty great. I will say there was one scene out of a show that was, it's not horror, but this scene was horrifying. Uh, it's from dark on Netflix. And you like find out this one woman who this guy's been having an affair with, like accused him of raping someone else in high school and like blamed it on someone else because she was obsessed with him. And like he confronted her about it and it was fucking terrifying because she, he's like, what do you want from me? And she's like, you, <laughs> So that was scary as fuck. Are they still making new episodes of that show? No, I'm just I'm rewatching it. As much as I am. Okay. I knew you were balls deep in it when it was new and I was like, wait, isn't that over? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I was like, it's time for a rewatch. It's been thirty three years. Anyways. Word. But yeah. So Josh, what have you been doing? Spooky this week. Uh I started watching the new show on HBO Max called The Baby. Have you heard about the baby? I have heard about the baby. I watched the trailer the of it. It. Duh, baby. I heard he's a rapper. <laughs> Not the <duh>, baby. The baby. <laughs> Different baby. <laughs> I'm worried this baby might be the Antichrist. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, it is. It's a new. Sh- it's called a horror comedy, but it is very horror and not very comedy. But there are some funny things in it. This lady is very anti-babies. Her friends are all having babies, and she's not having any of it. And uh, then through a a set of gruesome and horrifying circumstances, she comes to be in in, uh, possession of this baby. And no matter what she does, she can't get rid of this baby. And like through she tries to get rid of it, but through more gruesome (laughs) circumstances, the baby stays with her. And, uh, yeah, the baby is, and but there's, like, psychological things, like, is this actually her baby and she's just freaking the fuck out? Or is this baby possessing people and changing their thoughts and <laughs> killing people and all this other shit? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm picturing her, like, holding up a baby and throwing it off of screen left and it flies back. <laughs> and she, left, screen right. she left it in one room and then it, it was magically in another room. What's that yeah. meme where it's, like, the lady and she's, like... <laughs> like basketball <laughs> shooting a baby you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. um oh i just thought of something horror adjacent that i did um have you guys ever watched the show barry yes. I've watched barry. 
the the season finale of the most recent season three is a straight up horror show it's like holy shit the show is so funny <laughs> until right now and then shit gets fucking wild i don't want to spoil anything but people are getting fucked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, it's crazy it's pretty it's pretty anyway. hardcore yep. honestly Yep. Check out Barry, check out the baby, and check out, what was yours, Chris? Returnal. Returnal on the PS5. Returnal. I wish I could sing a baby song. <laughs> I, I Dude, Miles, we're anything. synced up today. I was thinking the same thing. Like, what's the one that's like, <laughs> eh, 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 eh. <laughs> Why did that sound? <laughs> that sounded like this. That it sounded like, like a this scene from fucking Step Brothers where they're singing yeah. in the car. <laughs> Sweet child of mine. That's exactly what I thought. It's not Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, baby, <laughs> All I can think of though is it's not my baby, it's duh, baby. <laughs> okay, enough from me. Formerly known as Baby Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. The <laughs> baby's name originally was Baby Jesus. There you go. That's the last the baby comment I'll make. Old Dirty Bastard changed <laughs> his name to Big think. Baby Jesus back in the day. Jesus. Uh, speaking of babies. This yeah, movie this movie has the baby. <laughs> There's going to be so many baby jokes. Here they come. I'm going to start looking up some <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Alright, so let's get into cargo, shall we? So I was perusing Netflix. This is a movie that I uh I chose for the three of us to watch, and as far as I know, none of us have seen this, right? Prior no. to prior to our viewing. I had that wanted to watch it because I had heard of this short film long before this movie ever came out. And then one night I heard they were making this. I was like, Oh, it's a remake of that short film. I gotta watch this, but it just uh slipped me by. Yeah, I had only seen this on Netflix, but it had Martin Freeman in it. Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> and uh, as soon as I saw him, I was like, ooh, Bilbo Baggins and zombies? Fuck yeah. So how do you guys feel about Martin Freeman as an actor? It seems like you're pretty pro. I love Martin, Martin Freeman. Freeman. I like him. He's right. not like, I'm not like I obsessed not. with him, but I like him. I feel like he has no acting prowess. Like, I don't understand why he's famous. <laughs> I don't know. He just gets all the best roles, and he does nothing different in any movie. He's just like, hmm, yep, that's me. I'm this guy. <laughs> like, I just, he, there's a scene where he's supposed to cry in this movie, and he's just like, nah. <laughs> like, come on, you can do oh, better. Really? I found a lot of emotion <laughs> in this movie. Oh, really? All right. Well, we'll get into it. Is it because you don't have a baby of your own? <laughs> you can't connect with this father? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, uh, let's see here. How you pull up, baby? <laughs> How you pull up? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> with a pistol on my hip like a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> brr, brr. Have you ever met a real... <laughs> A real uh, word I can't say. <laughs> rock star? Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> I, I should not do that the whole episode, but I'm inclined to. Yeah, Chris is dancing. I, just put, I had to put on the <laughs> baby book it, and he's just working in the back of a diner, just busting down. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, back to cargo. We're like, we're literally gonna keep talking about the baby the entire episode, though I can already tell. So hopefully, y'all are in for a little genre blending here. Um, so yeah, Martin Freeman, he was in it, and it's directed by Ben Howling, who, as far as I can tell from IMDb, he's made nothing else, and Yolanda Ramke, Ramke, um, which also someone I've never heard of. Um, yeah, they di they directed the original too. Yeah. So so this is their da baby. This is their da baby. <laughs> Book it. Um, all right. So basic zombie premise. Uh, this takes place after the actual outbreak, which I am always less fond of. In the outback. In the outback. Yes. Um, outbreak in the outback. So good day, mate. Indeed. So what did you guys think in terms of like the setting of this film overall? Like, did you like that it was out in the middle of like the, the woods basically? 
the outback but yeah like desert did you appreciate the outdoor mm. perspective of like zombies or were you more like eh? i really liked the way it was shot but i it strained uh believability with the fact that we have a white man and a very white baby out in the australian outback <laughs> walking for an entire yeah. day and neither one of them are the slightest bit pink let alone sunburn <laughs> yeah that baby's got some radiant skin like there's no no red at all just as pale as can be even just filming it i'm like how is it so, so pale but because they had four four the babies and they were switching them out did they actually yeah they had two really? sets of twins oh my god as the baby would say, and they're all adorable. It. That baby is super adorable. <laughs> yeah, the baby's beautiful. Honestly, she's yeah, super cute. Rosie, little baby Rosie, little baby Rosie, little flower, as <laughs> as Edda says in the movie. Little flower. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, this came out. It premiered in 2017, and the short came out when, like 2013. 2013. Yeah. Um. And this yeah, movie, this is based off a four-minute short about a, a man who gets bitten by a zombie and, and tries his, everything he can to get his baby to safety while he's turning into a zombie. Yeah. Okay, I guess, should we start with the short since it is shorter? I mean, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the yes, baby. It's, sure. they just, kind of, it's four minutes long. <laughs> they, uh, I felt like it needed Creed playing over the whole thing. <laughs> like no joke yes <laughs> creed like i don't know why but that end what's shot this life with, for with the with the three dudes that are standing like staggered looking at the lady i was just like yeah <laughs> yeah I, I need some what what song are you thinking of i'm like with all <laughs> honestly that one works for sure like, like any song really it just reminded me of a creed music video I'm six. I'm the girl. Yeah, that one works too. <laughs> My sacrifice. <laughs> Keep me going. All right. <laughs> I would have also accepted three doors down. That was like a, an acceptable alternative for that, that short film. Um, <laughs> so getting back to cargo um so two relatively unknown directors and then we got martin freeman and a bunch of other people that i've never seen before like did you guys recognize any of the other actors in this i recognized his wife's name the, of the actress but she didn't look familiar at all Susie porter i thought they did a good job casting aborigines people as aborigines people like there's no white guy in blackface in this at all, for sure. God, I would hope but not. Like, it's like I don't know, 2018, they... this movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, God. I don't... They, they looked weathered but moder modern at the yeah, same time. Yeah, I thought time. that story that arc was really cool, how like the, the indigenous people went back to the old ways once the apocalypse came, basically. Yeah, I thought that like, was cool. They reverted to like their old like hunting style and... like their religious ways of like what what the take on the zombies were and everything. I thought that was really interesting. So besides besides that, I, at first I was like why are we getting this little aboriginal child throwing and on to like full disclosure, I thought that was a boy until they <laughs> t they made it clear. Yeah, so did I. me too. Um, so and like I I'm not familiar with the name Toomey, so I didn't even know if that is that a gendered name. Like, is that like mostly boys named Toomey, mostly girls? Like, I need to Google this. I'm sorry, I'm on a tangent, but I need to know. <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna type? <laughs> Toomey, gendered? It was T H T H O O M I. I was like, where's that H at? Is just where that Toomey. H at? The baby took Wait, that H. Yep. <laughs> where? There it did. Okay, so. Like his, this is we are off the rails. Ahead, this is not helping me find this out at all. So good luck. If if anybody out there is listening knows if Toomey is a traditionally male or female name, or if it's one of those like Alex, for example, that can be either or. Then yeah, all our Aborigine know. listeners, you reach on out to your boys here. You let us know. <laughs> 
Disc Dump is surprisingly popular oh. in Australia. Don't know why, but I have quite a few Good Australian day, listeners, mate. so hopefully you're listening. <laughs> you can tell us all about To Me. me. Okay, so going back to the actual plot. So I, one of my problems with this film, and it's my problem with any zombie movie, is I am so overseeing the like long-term post-apocalyptic effects or like a period after shit hits the fan, like a week, a month, even like a couple days, because I feel like it just like leaves a lot on the table where you could just be showing like scenes of chaos and it would really like drive home how big of a deal this zombie apocalypse was. And so they did not do that in this movie. And I was a little disappointed by that. Like they start out on a freaking houseboat, which is smart, but so I think the way that they did it is not bad though, because it's clearly a slow apocalypse, which I'm a fan of. I wish we did see more of the slow apocalypse, but like the government issued like dispatching devices and like pamphlets and shit. So it was definitely like, uh, oh shit, here it comes. It's coming. Get the printing presses rolling. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things. There's so many zombie movies. It's kind of become the thing of like killing Bruce Wayne's parents. Like everybody's sick of it. Like Uncle Ben. How many times do you need an origin story? Yeah. Like there's zombies. Give me Uncle Ben's blood. <laughs> I won't rest till I see that old man die. <laughs> My thirst must be slaked. Give me Ben's blood. <laughs> okay, so I, 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 I found this out. It's a, it's a primarily a woman's name. So <laughs> you did it. Oh, to it me, is. it means there. silence. Way to go! Come at me. <laughs> Ooh, now there's gonna be some significance to that. She doesn't talk for like most of this movie. Brought to you by explorebabynames.com slash meaning hyphen of hyphen to me. <laughs> so we were on a houseboat at the beginning and what did you, I felt like the houseboat thing was pretty. Oh yeah, I thought it was really smart. I've always wanted to live on a houseboat. <laughs> Houseboats be chilling. I feel like that'd be a pretty cool life. Although, if you got to run to Publix, you better have like a fucking jet ski or some shit. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so the houseboat stuff was cool, and I thought it was interesting that there was like kind of a back and forth between Andy and his wife. He calls her Blue, but it's K, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, K. Andy yep. and K. Like I liked the kind of back and forth early on that we get. Where she's like, we got to stop. We got to stop boating. We got to stop it. And he's like, absolutely <laughs> not. And she's like, we're running out of supplies. And then he's like, I got three months. Three months of supplies up in this bitch. And guess what? What does she go do? She fucks around and finds out. I thought that scene was real. <laughs> like, I thought a lot of the, the dialogue in this was very realistic like and serious. Yeah, and exactly the way it would be like when yeah. she he said she's like oh we had to get off this boat we had to get like in a car and drive to get supplies we're we're gonna die, and he's like no we'll figure it out, and she's like the baby's gonna starve to death like, don't you care about that? And he's just like, what the fuck do you think I've been doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> just the way he said it, I was like, yeah, he's trying his best. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I did think that was good, and then. You know, uh, obviously, we we kind of get an interesting dynamic of these two, like, taking care of this baby during the ongoing baby. Apoc- <laughs> Duh baby. Uh, during the ongoing apocalypse, which is always, like, kind of an interesting story. Like, kind of reminds me of, you know, The Walking Dead a little bit. Or what's another one where someone has a baby? <laughs> is there another one that has a – oh, Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, zombie baby. Yeah, zombie baby. Ba- oh yeah, the, it definitely had the hills have, have eyes kind of vibe to it. There was some without the. Like, there was some weird things in this movie that I didn't. I don't really understand. That we never really got any like answer to. Like the zombies would eventually just like bury their own heads in the ground. Yeah, but there was no, there was no explanation to that. It's it's a metaphor. There's a lot of metaphor. Like, this movie is mostly symbolism for the relationship between white people and the aborigines. Like, a vast majority of everything that happens down to the way the zombies, like, become zombies 
is once you like bury your head in the sand, you're no longer involved in the actual movement of equalization and like bringing the societies together. At that point, you're just like, nope, I am signing off. I'm out of this. I'm going to go play with my iPhone and listen to the Distump podcast. <laughs> that sounds, honestly, everything you said, Miles, sounds a lot like a new DaBaby concept album. <laughs> oh, is it like those lyrics where he says, um, uh, he says something to the effect of, I got a big drum, it, it hold a hundred, ain't, ain't going for nothing. I'm ready to air it out on all these people I can't say their names and I can see them running. That sounds about right, right? It's it's Honestly, 100% related. Pretty well to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself to baby. I did I did think it was a cool thing to add to where like the zombies just I guess what you can take it is the zombies just get so like fed up of being zombies that they like they have like a stage kind of like evolving. Like yeah, eventually we just bury our heads in the ground. Stop. Well, they kind of reference it because remember that you see the zombies that are hanging out in the tunnel at one point. I think they just need like darkness. Like I don't know what that actually entails, but they have like nests where they just like bury their faces against walls or bury their heads in the sand. It's all about just not acknowledging the reality of the situation. You can't see the light. The light being the truth. There's got to be a baby quote about that. <laughs> that sounds like some lyrics. I, I was going to do it, but I don't want to overdo the baby quotes. <laughs> so, okay. At this point, um, let's, let's talk about the main kind of turning point of the film early on. Um, also, it was weird as fuck. One of the opening scenes was like, as they, as they were sailing past on the houseboat, they just see like a dad, his wife and their kids running around, like playing. They look like they were playing like cowboy or something. And homie fucking brandishes a pistol at them. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, why are no. they playing on the riverbank? <laughs> and that's the Martin Freeman character from the short story, from the short film. Uh, that's who that actor is. It's all related. Gotcha. That's why you see a balloon yeah, float was... by. When, mm. when he's like looking at him, you see a balloon like float up in the sky. Because in the short film, he has a balloon to distract the baby so she won't cry. Interesting. Oh. I was like, what is the symbolism of this balloon? There's going to be symbolism in this. I can tell I already. I was flipping through my baby quotes looking for the answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds like Creed lyrics. <laughs> um. So like the he they scroll on by these people who are like trying to reach out to normalcy, give their kids a little birthday party. They come across this other boat that has the creepiest little setting in it and it's like a pivotal point of the movie but we don't spend much time in there which probably like empowers how creepy the setting is. Yeah, yeah I thought it was really cool. You never see what's what is actually in there like I couldn't believe that they cut away and we didn't get an actual scene of her getting attacked or anything in there. That was well done, I thought. Like I, like you said, I thought mm-hmm. it was very effective. Um, you know, I also kind of felt like at that point in time, I thought they were holding off the zombies to show us later, and we were going to see like a more active attack, so to speak. Um, which we didn't really, but uh, but yeah, I thought it was good. And then I thought it was really interesting, like the recurring symbolism of the razor throughout the rest of the movie and like how that like tied in with um, Andy's guilt throughout the film, you know, like feeling guilty that he had misled Kay and told her that it was safe and everything was all good. Even though he knew that there was like probably some level of risk going in there by herself. And she just kind of like took his word at face value, went and did that and ended up dying because of it. Yeah. Yeah, he found wine in there, and she was like, more wine? I'm going to go get that shit. Yeah, they find a yacht, and he goes in and gets supplies, and the door, a door in it, like, creaks, and he and he goes back, and she's like, oh, you went over there by yourself? And he's like, yeah, but it was safe. And then he takes a nap, and she assumes, like, oh, it's safe, so that means I can go and get him a present. But there was a zombie in there, and it, she done got bit. 
Which yeah. I really like that scene yeah. where she's like, lots of things in this water could have bit you. We don't know what it was. And she's like, it had fucking fingers. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that that's like a big... Uh, that is a big turning point of the film. And then they kind of start having like this back and forth on like, he's like, we got to get you to a hospital because you're bleeding out. And I thought the actual like bite looked good. Like the, the effect work. Yeah. But, um, and I like the kit and all that stuff too, where it was like, this is exactly the stages of what's going to happen to you. And like, here's a little pedometer timer thing that like, will tell you how long you have from the time you're bitten till the time you'll turn. <laughs> The the little syringe thing that was to kill you. Yeah, put it up to your temple and push the button. Spike you in the brain. Jesus. Yeah, I thought it was a vaccine, and I was like, "This is before twenty twenty. Nope, it's a murder weapon. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Yeah, so they decide to make a push towards the hospital, pull the, like stop the boat and try to patch her up and just hope for the best that she didn't get infected. Um, yeah. And their main goal is to get to this army base that they think is going to be like sanctuary. And it's also cutting between them and Toomey, who is a little Aborigines girl who has her dad in a pit and she's like feeding him rabbits and stuff. But she goes full Wilson. Like, she carves a TV into a rock, and she carves yeah. a little remote. And I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, cast away. <laughs> um, yeah, we get more about Toomey later. But uh, in the meantime, they end up going on land, and this is where we start to see some dead zombies. There's some, like, burnt corpses with spears through them. And then we see our first walker during this this part of the movie, um, and it, I thought it was kind of like darkly comedic when <laughs> he's like, "How long's it been? Oh, it's been you know blah 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 this many hours. How are you feeling? I feel like me. Oh, great. Maybe you don't have it. Seize up, vomit blood, and then have your eyes goop over in the span of like a minute and a half. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, when you turn into a zombie, all this like weird like petroleum jelly looking stuff comes out of your eyes and your nose and your mouth and everything it's so gross that's the uh the baby brand ky <laughs> <laughs> i wish we knew more about the baby we could yeah, make it, it looks like <laughs> <laughs> our next episode is just going to be a the baby like trivia yeah. episode yeah. first three albums <laughs> oh, the <to> baby <laughs> <laughs> so they're in a, a jeep at that point there's a point where the walker comes up to them and she turns on the turn signal to get his attention that was pretty clever but she could have just been like holy shit it's coming i was like oh is this a running zombie nope not I'm at all i like the way they kind of like though. flail around though like they they all have good zombie mm. movement they're very twitchy twitchy <laughs> it's like the thriller video <laughs> I then wrote, Martin Freeman is the least attentive husband ever because she's changing the baby on the side of the road and he's holding a map up in front of his face. And it's just like, your wife is completely exposed in the desert. And you're just like, hmm, I wonder what the best route is to get to this yeah, military Yeah, I was base. wondering the same thing. I was like, bruh, you already had multiple zombies like come up on you. How are you going to just not pay attention when you're stopped? Killing me. And she just, like, falls over and convulses when he's not looking. Yeah, she does. Right after he's, she says that she feels fine, she feels like me. <laughs> nice try, Kay. <laughs> Hope you felt good about that lie. <laughs> so after she's convulsing, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> so she's convulsing, and he rips the doorknob handle off so that she can't get out of the like he so at this point of the movie the the message seems to be don't 
try and force things you can't control because she even says like you can't control this and he's just like nope you're getting in the fucking car and uh it turns out to be a decision he will regret. yeah because then he's driving and he sees a man in the middle of the road last second and swerves out of the way hits a tree and impales k through the stomach with a tree branch um and Rosie's okay, but then the zombie is also walking up on them. And then we realize that he's got some kind of collar in his mouth. And to tie it all together, this is Toomey's father who she was feeding in the zombie pit and has put some kind of bite, kind of bite collar, leash kind of deal on him. So he can't bite people. His name is <laughs> Willie. Don't get that Willard. twisted. His name is Willie. Not to be confused with Wilson, the volleyball. Um so yeah, at this point, uh, he is having, Andy's having a hard time dealing with the whole "I just impaled my wife through the stomach" with <laughs> with the tree situation, um, as one would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all and been so there. At that point, he goes to get the baby Rosie out of the back seat, and she wakes back up after dying and reanimates and attacks him. And gets a good hunk out of that arm. So yeah. our main character, Andy, is infected. Um, Poor Andy. What did you guys think about this? I was so pissed that he was like turned around like that. Yeah, you could have. You saw her lurching. You could have gotten out of the fucking car. Yeah. Or punched her jaw off. Instead, he was like, here's my forearm. That ain't your wife no more. Old fashioned bite. <laughs> Spiker through the head. Okay, you can have as much of my forearm as you need. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little bummed um, that he got bit right there, but I guess that's the driving force of this movie. Um, so let's see. At this point, um, Andy heads to a school with Rosie, and oh, we also see Toomey like mark a tree with her blood, and Willie follows her. So, like, that's how Toomey is kind of, like, corralling her, her father. We get to see Martin Freeman's acting prowess as he kills his wife with the injector thing. And he sits down and he goes, oh! And that's how he reacts to Very killing emotional. his wife. I thought that was so not emotional. I didn't, I wasn't feeling it at all. I was like, that's what you got, Martin? That's it? But you guys seem to have a different opinion on he was Martin great. Freeman than yeah, I. Yeah, he'd been it, through a lot. He had a concussion at the time. I thought it was fine, but I also That's wasn't true. like winning any Oscars. <laughs> like, yeah, I was he like, also okay. has to fake an accent. Well, no, I guess he had his British accent in this movie, didn't he? Yeah, he had his regular <laughs> his accent. He should have been Australian. <laughs> Miles Miles called it right. He's just literally living his life on screen. He's not <laughs> acting. He's like my co-star is pretending <laughs> to be dead. My co-star bit me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he didn't try to dodge it. It's like this is a person. <laughs> this is what the script says. Bite it right here. Um, here it is. Okay, so at this point, Andy heads to a school, uh, like an Aboriginal school, and finds a woman sitting alone in the dark, uh, named Etta. She bandages him up and offers him a bed for the night. Um, and then in that evening. Also, that's that's the part where Josh was talking about where she ends up like talking about how they went back to the old ways um, because Andy's like, are they dead? And she's like, no, no, they're not like us. They're the Batman. No, they're just basically out surviving on the land and killing zombies. Yeah. And he like considers leaving the baby with her, but she takes her wig off and she has cancer. And Ed is my favorite character because in five minutes of what she is in this movie, her character like is so profound. Like I don't like so much goes through his head that you can see that it doesn't like there's no words. You just know like, oh, she has cancer. He thought about leaving her there and he can't because she has a time clock on her life yeah. just like he does. Yeah, she was yeah, really basically good. once you're bit in, you have like 48 hours before you turn into a zombie. So he's he's counting down on two on a two day clock to get his baby to safety. Man puts in work. He does a lot in two days. He walks across. <laughs> yeah, the his two desert. days last a lot longer than his wife's two days did. Yeah. But I guess she bleeds out, so she loses some time. Two day clock sounds like 
a new da baby album yeah <laughs> if you're listening the da baby <laughs> and we know you are drop that new hit <laughs> two day clock <coughs> um it goes a little something like this i'm really the baby she know her youngest son was always guaranteed to get that money okay let's go yeah okay let's go um <laughs> so at this point um let's see where what was the last thing that we had we had uh etta bandaging up andy um and then he later that night we see him like seizing hardcore similar to how Kay did bleeding from his mouth um and uh, we also see some of the other Aboriginal people that are hanging out outside. They've lit a fire and they're like drawing zombies in and just kill, like dispatching them one by one. But we see one chick in that group calling out for Toomey. So we find out she's abandoned her tribe to be with her father. Um, and Etta at that point tells Andy that his best chance of finding Toomey, uh, or his best chance of survival, excuse me, is finding Toomey and her father, Willie. Um, specifically, her father, Willie, because Ada doesn't know that Willie is already a zombie. Um, and then we get that part, which was really weird, where we see this, the dead soldier with his head buried in the ground. Um, that was such a strange scene, like you said, Josh, but still interesting. Like, I didn't have a problem with it, but I was like, what is happening? Did the zombie apocalypse come from ostriches? Because <laughs> when they freak out, they the bury their thing. hands in the like sand. It's like ostrich maneuver. It's an ostrich metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do get an introduction of a new character. His name's Vic. He is basically like value brand Crocodile Dundee with his, one of his legs. <laughs> with one of his legs stuck under an air pit or air tank in a pit. Or maybe it was gas. I, I don't even really know. But it's like this big heavy metal thing, and he's like pinned down. He's like, please help me. And Andy's like, okay, can I get your keys? And he's like, don't fuck me. <laughs> and right off the bat, they establish Vic as a very paranoid person, even mm. though, like, should have fucked him. This is the only person who's going to help him, and <laughs> he's like still like threatening him, basically. Like, nobody else is going to come across him, you know? Like, what are the so, odds? Uh, Vic also saves his life from his, the zombie with his head buried in the ground. He gets up and he comes to get Martin Freeman and his baby, and uh, he he pops him. So in Australia, guns are illegal except for rifles. So this dude's got a bunch of rifles. Um, and while so Vic asks Andy if him and the baby Rosie want to come back. He said that his wife it would be good for her to be around a child, um, and he. Like en route, he tells Andy that the military base that they were headed to is overrun um, and says that he's got like a nice safe spot. Um, so they go back. We see Vic's wife, who is like absurdly attractive for a value brand crocodile Dundee. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yo, what is going on here? Like, it was almost like, what is that movie where it's like, um, I feel like it's like a satire movie, but it's like a really, really hot woman married to just like the most disgusting man on earth and like every time <laughs> Harold and Kumar yes every time he like walks out freak show yeah he like wants the, he keeps asking them to sleep with his wife that's literally what this felt like I love that scene <laughs> to me it it was like every romantic comedy though like Seth Rogen bangs Charlize Theron like <laughs> yeah, come on now yeah she I, was the president Miles <laughs> <laughs> even worse but there's definitely something up with her she's acting fucking weird yeah, and she sketchy. reminded me of fucking Dolores from Westworld bro like she was like removed from For reality real? it was super creepy um, she like seemed like a ghost of a human being but anyways um, at this point uh, Vic tells <laughs> I thought this was interesting when he's like He's got to be all in. It's like, this guy didn't agree to go and set traps against zombies with you, dude. He's got a baby. So, anyways, he goes with Vic and does just that. There's like a shark cage, basically, he's got set up. And he's using Toomey as a freaking zombie bait. Uh, which yeah, I, was like, I was like, holy shit, dude. So, um, 
Vic also apparently has delusions that the world will be going back to normal. So he hoards trinkets and oil and like all the shit that's just not ever going to be important, like to have a lot of by yourself. He, he's the opposite of a doomsday prepper. He's a yay life he's prepper. A so- society prepper. <laughs> a yay life yeah. prepper. <laughs> Finally, a term that encapsulates exactly what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, like, they do go back. And you also see, like, Vic is also keeping a character they call Mr. Clever Man, who is, like, a tribal elder for the aboriginals. And he has got him chained up as well. Um, because he said that they were using his well. And so Andy goes back and Andy, like the whole time I thought, I thought this is where Martin Freeman's acting was actually really good because like the, the look on his face of Jesus Christ, what, what is like, I can't believe that people are doing this to each other. Um, I thought like that was portrayed really well just from that look. Do you, you guys know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I thought his acting was good, but, I feel like you would have just shot that guy. He had a gun. Like, it's a zombie apocalypse. The rules of society no longer exist. He, this man is killing people. <laughs> it's also his best chance at survival, though, and protecting his baby, is to have this psychopath with a gun be like, ain't no zombie Yeah, I guess maybe he's here. worried because he thought at that time that that actually was his wife, that she might hurt the yeah. baby if she didn't come back without, his, without her husband, but mm-hmm. still... You had plenty of time with a gun. At least fucking clock him with it. Yeah. Well, at this point, they go back and we find out from Lorraine that uh, Vic is not actually her husband and that he killed the rest of the gas plant employees by locking them in with zombies to save himself. Um, and at this point, they he Andy is like, I'm going to help you get out. And Lorraine's like, I will take care of the baby, but we like not with him. And so they leave. Uh, oh, actually, excuse me. He gets put into a cage first. Um, Andy gets locked in a cage with Toomey. Yeah, because because uh, Vic thinks he's trying to steal his woman, which he is. Yeah. So. And so um, when he wakes up, I thought the scene where they like use the zombies weight on that on that uh, like pull strap was pretty clever. I liked that a lot. I thought that was like the old, the old guts lasso. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. Have the zombies pull up the gate. <laughs> but yeah, I really, I really like that. I didn't really understand why Andy couldn't just pull the cable himself after he got out. But yeah, and yeah, maybe it was too heavy or something. I guess so, but how the fuck? Because he does... couldn't even lift it. He tried to lift it and he couldn't lift it. I guess Vic has a fucking toe winch on the front of that behemoth, <laughs> behemoth that he's got. Those those zombies don't fuck around. They're strong as fuck. They got gains. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting in two a days, man. Um, nice wool. <laughs> but yeah, so at this point, uh, him and he and Toomey, Andy and Toomey, they head back to Vic's compound and they steal the keys to the car and they also wait no they don't steal the keys to the car excuse me they steal a gun and they also steal Lorraine and take the baby with them and then they take his keys for something I don't even remember what it was for he wanted the key to something they wanted oh the, ma- the Mr. Clever man the key cell yeah. that's what it was okay Mr. Cleverman's cave they went to find him first to let him out and he was gone already so he found his way out, but then they wanted the keys to the his his vehicle, but he popped out before they could get into it, and they're like, "There's no way we're gonna get this car moving before he shoots us," and then Lorraine jumps out to try and stop them from shooting him, and he fucking misses yeah. and gets her. So Vic ends up killing Lorraine, and they run off into the night. We get a really tense scene when they're in the cave, uh, Vic out there with his floodlights on, just screaming into the wilderness. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah, I thought that was a good scene. Um, and then at that point, uh, let's see, what happens after that? Then they, they start heading towards the old, like her tribe, Toomey's tribe that she was a part of. 
Yeah, Andy and Toomey were literally chained together, which is more metaphor for, like, okay, society doesn't exist without the two of these people, like, white people and aborigines have to work together to survive society in the world. And uh, she, with those keys, he manages to, they unchain themselves, but they are actually, like, 100% dependent on each other for survival. So they're actually looking for the people from the beginning, the birthday party people, because Martin Freeman feels more comfortable dumping his baby off on white people. So that's the actual plan. Interesting. So, yeah, we're going to see they're they're heading back that way. And they finally reconnect with the guy that from the original short that we had mentioned in his family. Really weird scene here. Who the fuck shot? The dad. He shot himself. himself. Then why was he running after? Because he wanted to give the last. So he iced his whole family because he got bit in the neck and he didn't. I totally missed that. He killed his family. So he. Yeah, he was digging a hole, a mass grave for them. And he said, oh, we're all pirates now. Go in this hole and look for the treasure. And he fucking killed his whole family. And he offered Martin Freeman the last two bullets. He ran after him to give them to him, and he shot himself right in front of Martin that Freeman. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, did someone snipe this dude? Because he's, like, in the background. <laughs> no. Like, you can't really – like, you hear the gunshot, and you just see him go down. But you, you don't really, like, necessarily – because I was watching him. You don't see him, like, actually point the gun at himself and kill himself. And I was like, yo, is there, like, someone – he has a freaking archangel, like, chilling <laughs> in one of these trees, bro? Like – it's like bogey's moving three clicks to the northwest. Wind speed two miles an hour. Yeah, it's de- it's the baby with the sniper rifle. Um, but yeah, that that scene was pretty intense, um, especially with the the added context of what the fuck happened at the end. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Toomey. She eats cake and sits inside this like. This trailer playing DS. And it's definitely like a yeah. She plays DS. It's like here are the spoils of the white man, and you are welcomed into their home and enjoy it. But then, of course, there's like the downside of oh, you can't stay here. It's it, this whole movie is a metaphor for like keeping together the parts of society and like the benefits and the the losses of each side and how they have to come together because there's like a lot of racism in Australia towards the native peoples so like this was a hundred percent like her being in there while he goes to be like hey white people take my white baby and she's just sitting there like oh these are the spoils of the white man and then when that doesn't pan out she's like oh we have to go back to our ways then because this is the only way we're going to survive the ways of the white man have like only spoils of the white man the new da baby album coming out in october Be sure to check it out. Um, yeah, no, I, I could totally see all of that. It definitely, there's definitely a greater like theme in this movie outside of just zombies and zombies are always interesting because I feel like there's always some kind of social commentary built into any zombie film. Um, okay. So burying their heads in the sand, bro. That's what zombies are is the, the regular folk who ignore the problems. They're called sheeple in the United <laughs> States. All right. So at that point, we have um, the plan A is gone. Martin Martin Freeman is no longer going to be able to leave his baby with his family because they are pirate extinct. And then um, <laughs> <laughs> they head on to uh, reconnect with Toomey's people. And... Um, I don't know. Like, I felt like the the back end of this movie felt a little slower than the front end. What'd you guys think? Um. Yeah. Well, I think it's the the middle section altogether is kind of slow. And then all of that kind of all happens at once. Like they see that family, then they go to the cave, then they get to the tribe, and all that stuff all kind of happens all together. Yeah. There's not a lot of time to breathe between any of that, any of those events. Because, like, getting to the school isn't all that eventful, so it's, like, that whole trip, and then the whole trip after that is takes a while as well, so there's a little bit of a, of walking around that could have been cut out of this movie. It's him just, like, 
Oh, I want to dig a hole. Oh, I want to put my face against this wall. I'm bleeding from my eyes. Like, there's just the the symptoms coming on for, like, 30 minutes of this hour. And, I and then disappearing, movie. too. Like, he has, like, <laughs> outbreaks of symptoms that just disappear. He's, like, chewing on a rock wall at one point. I will say, yeah, that was weird as fuck. But the one, one part that I really liked was when uh, they were all in the tunnel and you have that, like, confrontation with Vic again. Um, I did think it was, like, pretty clever that he, like, went and put his head up against the wall to look like you know, all the other zombies and just like that whole fight was pretty, pretty intense. And yeah. I, I thought he freaking paralyzed to me when he threw her out of the car. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough scene when he had the baby too. And oh yeah. my God. I was he like, was please like, don't, don't hurt, hurt the, the baby. baby. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> don't hurt duh baby. Poor little Rosie. <laughs> well, she had superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they go into this tunnel, and there's all these zombies with their faces against the wall, and they see Vic at the end. So Martin Freeman's character, who's named Andy. I'm the worst with names. Andy puts his face against the wall to, like, blend in because they say earlier in the movie, you smell like a dead guy. Like, you can blend in fine. It's us living people who can't. So they get inside of uh, Vic's truck while he's looking for the zombies. So he starts dispatching zombies. There's a little bit of a wrestling match, a couple gunshot fires, those two bullets, and each of them end up getting shot. So then they end up having a little sit together after Vic, like, I thought he fucking killed Toomey. He fucking slammed her against tra- uh, railroad tracks, and she was not doing good. And they sit together, and he's like, let me have my baby. And he's like, I'm going to kill this baby. And he goes, no, for real, let me have my baby. And he goes, okay. And he gives the baby away, and uh, they, uh, he and Toomey... To me, super fucked up. They just depend on each other's weight. He raises a very good point to Andy, though. Vic does. Or, sorry, vice versa. Andy raises a good point to Vic. He says, we're both fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you kill this baby? We're both going to die. You're just being a prick. Stop it. It speaks to Vic's humanity, too, though. Like... He's he's a vicious, brutal person, but even he can't bring himself not to kill baby. for no reason. Not, not the baby. Not the baby. <laughs> so at this point, uh, they give Vic's car, and they I think they give Vic's car. Maybe they don't. No, yeah. They don't. So they, they but they end up meeting back up with the Aboriginal tribe, and we get like a kind not of before Andy goes full zombie. Oh yeah, I forgot about the yeah, fucking we, meat sl- meat we, stick. Yeah, we get the full short film in yep. the end of this movie. He, like, puts meat on the end of a stick. He has pocket spaghetti for a while. I thought that was enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> so he, he puts these guts on the end of a stick, and he just uses it to lure him to carry everybody the yeah, rest of the way. A, he'll keep walking, and B, he'll be distracted so he can't try to hurt the baby. The baby. Yep, so then he reunites the Aboriginal family. And then they execute him, like kill his zombie form, and they take care of the baby and Toomey. And and they give him Aborigine burial up in a tree. Oh, yeah. That was nice. But, yeah, so that is that is Cargo. So, overall thoughts, you two? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was a little long. Yeah. but Could have been an hour that, and 20, I, really... I think. Yeah, I really enjoyed the performances. I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. It it just felt like a social commentary too much to me. Like I couldn't see the plot through the social commentary. They they just really push the the relationship between white people and aborigines people and it was 100% like zombies are the people who don't care about the modern issues and blah blah blah. And it just it it felt too much like people complain about Netflix movie because movies because they're all about inclusivity and like that it's just everyone needs to have a part in it. And while they only had two major demographics in this one, it still was like a message. So all I could see was the message, which for dumb people is great because they don't see the message. And it's like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Maybe this is what it's about. But the whole time I was just like, feel like they're ham fisting it. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of thought it was 
so like I, I perceived this, the metaphor in a little bit of a different way. I just kind of assumed it was, and I'm not like super familiar with Aboriginal like relations with like the, you know, British colonizers of Australia, but like, I kind of took it as like basically white society could not fare well against like the zombie apocalypse and that like through through history like the like white colonizers basically thought like they looked down on the aboriginal way of life and like this was kind of actually like a vindication of that saying like you know like they actually are the most suited to like deal with a situation like this and are easily able to like survive and persevere while everyone else kind of falls apart and then like sorry i was just gonna say and then like vic's motivation of being like oh i'm gonna hoard all these hoard this wealth so that I can be at the top whenever society restarts. Um, just like kind of the juxtaposition of the two attitudes I thought was, was really interesting, but I kind of get what you're saying. Cause it was, I would have liked to have seen some more fucking zombie kills and some bites and stuff, but that's my low brow coming out. <laughs> the, uh, the foundation of Australia by British colonists was, it was a prison like the whole continent was a prison so they sent the worst of the worst there and of course the worst of the worst is going to be terrible so those people were absolutely like atrocious to the native people and genocide and all that good stuff um that good good stuff genocide yeah um but they like the vic absolutely represented those people like the worst of the worst and they've come to take and they're taking and taking and taking and they're completely racist and it's awful and it's just like this is not the way of our people you want to hoard all of the resources and we want to spread them out and be one as society so that's it it definitely speaks to that for sure and it's it's not a bad message i think it's an important message but at the same time this is a silly movie with walking dead people that there's no real gore in this movie like it's not about the zombies so much as it's about the journey of reparations and fixing the relationship. Well, with all that being said, let's throw down our ratings here, gentlemen. Out of five meat sticks. Out of five meat, meat sticks. sticks. <laughs> the baby branded meat sticks. Now I want him to get into like the the slim jim game. <laughs> like, start your day off right. The baby branded meat sticks. <laughs> um, I'll give it a four meat sticks. Okay, okay. What do you think? It was decent enough. What do you think, Miles? Three meat sticks out of five for this movie. Just because, like, I like the message. The message is good. Overall, will I watch this movie again? Probably not. There's nothing about this movie that's like, yeah, this was great. Let's watch it again. Nothing about it really struck me as special, but at the same time, I don't hate it. So three out of five. I'm also going to give it a three out of five. Like not a ton of rewatchability. I wish there was a little bit more action in general, just because like the the zombie encounters are kind of few and far between. Uh, The ones that we do see are pretty good. Um and I did, I did like the story. I thought the story was interesting, but uh, I felt like it could have been a much better story had there been a little bit more action. Like it would have been a lot more compelling. Yeah, the action we yeah. did get was pretty good, though. Like was throwing spears through zombies' heads. Yeah, yeah that, that end fight cool. scene with the indigenous people and the zombies was really cool. I love the way it was shot. Yeah, yeah, with They're all the smoke and backhanding them and shit, spearing them through the skulls. So yeah, what is what is that average out to a four? No wait, a three point five. Yeah. All right, so yeah. not a Kakoa Shaw approved picture, but uh, you know you'll enjoy it if you like zombies, if you like like dramatic. I wouldn't even go as far to say this is horror outside of the setting. Like like yeah, for sure, it's a drama a hundred percent. All in all, enjoyed it. Definitely not on the stinker list. So if you're looking for a good zombie movie to watch, check out Cargo on Netflix. Hell yeah. 
better than Lamageddon. Um, so I know we plugged our social media and stuff. We did we plug the the new merch, all the all the good merch stuff we got going on. We didn't get some of our sweet sweet merchandise on our Threadless store, hnhpod.threadless.com. We got Kakoa Shaw approved shirts. We got our traditional logo shirts. We got everything you could possibly need. We got a whole bunch of shit. Go check it out. We need to find it. We need to make a da baby design. Yeah. Da baby coming soon. Da baby with a spear. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just straight up like it's just that, that backpack with a baby in it. And it just says da baby. <laughs> da baby. <laughs> I, I could totally make that. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, any final thoughts on this before we we shut this one down? No, we can talk about July. Be sure to listen to our show in July July. where we'll be doing summer camp month. All all our episodes will be related to summer camp horror movies, kicking it off with Sleepaway Camp. Uh, You've definitely heard the promo because it played in this very episode, so... Look forward to that, people. Yeah, it's going to be dope. Make sure you pack your sunscreen, your high shorts. It's going down. Don't be scared to show a little nip every once in a while. Rock a t-shirt with your own name on it. Who cares? (laughs) Who told you not to? Tell them the baby's coming for him. We should have a a (laughs) camp tombstoner shirt for sure. We're going to come out with that. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, See what I can do. But in the meantime, we always want you to keep in mind that life is tough, so why not get high on horror?